0: Welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So on this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Juan Montiel and Jorge Labor. Juan and Jorge are second year students in our full-time MBA class of 2022, and they are also leaders of the Latin American Student Association. I recently connected with Juan and Jorge Talk a bit more about their backgrounds, what led them to Darden, how they're spending their second years, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Juan Montiel and Jorge Laborda. Juan, Jorge, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi. Hi. Thank you, Red. Thank you for having us.
0: How are you doing? All right. Doing great. Thank you so much for for being here. It's great to see both of you. Uh, We're recording this on a Friday. Uh, very warm Friday in December. Um, happy Friday! Uh, yeah, surprisingly, absolutely. We wouldn't expect like low 60s, 70s uh, in in December here in this part of the world. So, um, how are things for you, um, Juan? You doing okay? Everything all right? Great, great. Uh, almost. Completing our second quarter,
1: uh, second year. So looking forward to the Christmas uh, break, flying uh, back to Argentina to visit uh, my family and dear friends. So
0: yeah, looking forward to that. Imagine just step off the plane and it'll be summer there, right? It'll be <laughs> close to, yeah, 90, 100. Yeah. One of the best slash cruelest trips I've taken in the past uh it, was, it, felt, it feels like a world ago, but uh, back in uh, 2019, I had a chance to go to uh, Chile in, oh. in in November of 2019, right before the world changed, and spent a couple days in Santiago, and it was beautiful. It was incredible, um, but it was also 95 degrees, so and <laughs> like low humidity, wonderful. Get off the plane in DC, still in November. Forty degrees outside. Uh, it was a real come down. So uh, you know, Juan, you'll be going the other way. I th- yeah, think you yeah, have, they have, have to a come lot. back in January. <laughs> so
1: that's going to be
0: Well, it's okay. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> well, Jorge, um, how are things going for you? How are you doing? Incredible. I'm enjoying my second year. Uh, honestly,
2: great to to be back in person. To to have the experience of The first first coffee, amazing! Um, Like I'm I'm having such a good time, like meeting friends, doing like cases. uh, In in this particular moment, we can pay a lot of attention to cases because, like, from my side, I'm I'm done with recruiting, so so super happy about that. And and I'm not traveling to Chile like now, but my parents are coming on the 22nd, so like super happy to to host them
0: and looking forward to it. So, good, good. All right. Well, they're leaving the warm weather coming, coming to see you. Um, yeah. Have they been to Charlottesville before?
2: Oh, never. First time. That's why I'm super excited to show them around to, like, I don't know. It's going to be winter, but I I'm for sure know that we can do
0: tons of activities. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you'll be able to get out and about, and that's always a beautiful time of year um, to to be in Charlottesville. So it's exciting that you'll get to spend uh, the holidays with your family and host them, um, yeah. and share part of your your business school experience with them. I, I trust that they would be coming back for for graduation. So uh, yeah, yeah, indeed, they they were
2: looking for tickets, and they have tickets now. So they are coming in May also. So they are gonna have both sides of Charlottesville, the winter one and the summer one.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you both for coming on on the podcast. And, you know, I'd like to spend the first half of our conversation talking a bit more about your stories and your background and how you ended up at Darden. And then the second half we would like to talk about your extracurricular engagement and how you're spending your time outside of the classroom. So, Jorge, love to start with you. Uh, Tell us your story. Um, Who are you? Where are you from? And what did you do before coming to Darden? Okay, I'm Jorge. I'm
2: from Chile, from the capital city. You have been there, Santiago. Uh, I have one sister um, I studied industrial engineering with a major in finance then I worked for two years at HSBC bank <clears throat> then right after that I moved to a real estate company I started as a financial analyst then I was promoted to head of finance and finally in 2019 I was promoted to the control manager I have a role like related to financial planning analysis that I was super in touch with the CFO and CEO of the company. And then I decided to pursue an MBA,
1: so now I'm here.
0: All right, and Juan, how about you?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Juan from Argentina, Buenos Aires, born and raised there. Uh, I'm a lonely child, no siblings. Uh, I studied civil engineering, and after graduation, I started working as a project manager right away. I started in the retail bank industry, then moved to McDonald's, opening uh, new restaurants. And finally, uh, I moved to WeWork, uh, where I was in charge of the Peruvian market, uh, leading the expansion there and opening new, co- new co-working buildings. Um, I said, I wanted to pursue an MBA uh, in order to live abroad and have a different experience. So that's why I, I came here to the US,
0: to Darden in particular. All right, well, let's stay, stay with you Juan uh, and talk a little bit more about how Darden got on your radar. You mentioned that you were looking in the United States, MBA programs. There, there are quite a few MBA programs in the United States. Uh, what resonated with you when you looked at Darden?
1: Yeah, there, there were lots of factors to take into account. Um, my wife doesn't like cold weather. So like the, nor- the Northern region of, of the US was out of the question. Uh, but I also wanted to have like a, an immersive experience uh, living a, in a close community, uh, like a small environment where, I, where you can get to know everyone. They're not like going to different, like doing different activities because it's a big city or something like that. And for me, that, that was very attractive um I, I also wanted to uh, like challenge myself and get out of my comfort zone I'm usually an introvert person in large groups so I thought like having like this uh, case method in a cohort of 60 70 people uh, where you, you're also in a safe environment it's gonna be good for me uh, in order to, to expand my uh, and, and be more more extrovert when talking about different ideas so for me those were the, the two main uh, main
0: reasons of why not? Well, certainly reasons that have come up on the podcast before, the draw of community, the opportunity to to really immerse in your MBA experience and not just have school be something you're doing in addition to all these other things that are, that are competing for your time and attention. Um, and... Uh, Believe it or not, quite a bit of weather discussion here on the podcast. <laughs> Meteorologically, I think people are you know maybe looking for a place where it's a little bit more temperate, uh, depending on where where they're coming from. So um yeah all right. Well, Jorge, how about you?
2: Yeah, from my side, I would say that like similar to one, um I was looking to be in into a small community. I, I have been from this big city, Santiago, my whole life, 8 million people. So I wanted to be in, in a, in a, in a small like town. Uh, so, uh, I was looking for some universities that like can, can give me that. And of course, the Arden was one of them. But at the same time, like the case method for me was super interesting. Um, I really wanted to challenge myself, as once also said, like, uh i'm more extroverted so i'm also wanted i wanted to like get to know a lot of people from all over the world and at the same time what i really like uh, and and that's why like when i was doing my research about darren is the diversity that we have here the the inclusion is like the opportunity that you have with the faculty to like to have conversation with them is not something that you are going to have in other places like here you like go outside of classes you have tons of activities to do and you can have that close knit community where you can chat with professors like with everyone like students faculty so that's amazing and that's why i was looking for
1: wow. yes Sorry to jump in and second that. Like, uh, I'm amazed of like how diverse uh, our cohort is, and the next class, like the 2023, also they have like regular international students. Uh, I met, I like, became friends with people from all over the world, and I know that those relationships are gonna last. So I'm really happy about that.
0: It's kind of the incredible thing coming to business school. When you think about the Darden community, it's you know, per class, it's 335 students. You know, combined both full time MBA classes. Uh, gosh, you, getting around 670s, 680s students, but so many different backgrounds, so many different perspectives and experiences. And just kind of in- incredible to have people from all over the world in this in small community. And the way that you can experience that and appreciate that and, and encounter that because of, the scale of the learning experience. It's small, it's it's intimate. So I appreciate both your points uh, on, on that. It really resonates with a lot of the conversations that we've
1: had Not here. only Not only that, Brett, but we also experience, uh, when you think it's uh, one cohort of 350, you, you're you never told that you're gonna also become friends of the, like when you're a first year of the second, second years. Year. No, the first like, year. We've been in New York in a second year, Friends of ours that were one year a, a, ahead of us that went to leave to New York to, in order to go to the U.S. Open and they hosted <laughs> us. And now we're becoming friends also from like as a second year from the first years. And without trying to get ahead in the conversation, the, the affinity clubs and the different activities that Darren has outside the classroom are super helpful in that.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about the adjustment uh, to coming to business school, living in Charlottesville for both of you. Uh, new country, new place, um, undoubtedly some changes. Jorge, let's start Start with you. Uh, what was it like first year? Take us back a little bit in time. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I, I'm gonna be super honest, like when we came here I was coming from Chile like in the middle of the pandemic. Chile was like super bad and I came here it was like a different world so for me it was amazing. Uh, and the first year was tough, uh, for us was completely like the, the, the one part was virtual, was a hybrid program, uh, but all the recruiting process was, was virtual. At the beginning, we were like, I was frustrated about it, but honestly, like looking forward, I, I, I would say that it was super good. Um, the experience that I have was amazing. I did some like changes, for example, I remember at the beginning I was like reading, doing every single case, and at, at the beginning was like, oh, okay, I don't have time for recruiting, and then I have the support of my learning team that was amazing because okay, I started like doing all the cases, that reading, but to have the, the support of your learning team was amazing because you 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 don't have to spend so many time doing like those things, so you also have time for recruiting, and that was I would say the most. Important, like advice I get, like was okay. You need to balance the thing about doing cases, but also you need to do recruiting. So, like, watch out, and like you you have to be careful about what the things you are like. Okay, where are you 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 put in your time?
0: It feels very consistent with uh, one of the challenges that I've heard from pretty much all of our student guests here on the podcast. How do you prioritize your time as a first-year student, where you're doing a lot of important things all at once, right? School is important. Recruiting is important. Getting to know your classmates and getting Absolutely. to know the broader community, also important. So juggling those things, figuring out what's most important in a particular week, that is a, that's a skill. That's a, that's a, that's, it's also a process. Uh, you learn uh, as you go. Absolutely, All right, Juan, so you also came from another place, came to the U.S., came to Charlottesville. First year, Darden, known for being challenging. Um, What was that first year like?
1: Yeah, for me, well, same as Jorge, uh, Argentina was in complete lockdown uh, when I came here. So, like, in one and a half weeks, we had to, like, close everything from, like, close our life in Argentina, and we moved here to the U.S., uh it was a shock the, the 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 freedom that you had in here in Charlottesville because it's more of an open area instead of a big city like Buenos Aires and like because different cultures uh for us was relieving. Uh but Uh, On top of that, um, for first year, there is a lot, yeah, as Jorge mentioned, uh, you have to prioritize what you want to do, and that's a skill that will help you further in your career, I think. Um, Lots of uh, classes in pajamas, now we have to... decide what what to wear to to go to class, (laughs) find the classroom the first week of classes of each quarter. But um, yeah, it was tough in terms of knowing what to prioritize and how to balance everything. Um, I think Darren did did its best and it really worked out the the hybrid program with one third third of the class in person. Professors did a huge effort going there and being for, for the students in person in general. So we really appreciate that because at least we could have uh, that small amount of, of real case methods classes in, in the classroom. And on top of that, yeah, the, the, the recruiting process was also super important for me. I wanted to to land my internship in the company that I wanted to work for in the full time, uh, which I was able to do, but uh, it, it was a, an
0: intense process. Yeah. Trying to put my mind back to that place where y'all might have been um, stepping on a plane at the, you know, pandemic very much, uh, you know, obviously still with us these days, but a lot of uncertainty at, at that time. Go back to 2020, get on a plane, come into a new country. U.S. was having its own struggles uh, with with uh, the virus. Um, then, and um, landing landing in Charlottesville. Um, just the adjustment process. How did how did you navigate all of that? one? were there were there current students that were helpful to you? I think about the student affairs office. Like how how did you? You're in a brand new place. How how do you start making it feel like home?
1: Yeah, so uh, first of all, I'm going to drop a name, uh, like the second day we were here, we arrived. I live in Ivy Gardens, uh, which I don't know if someone told you, you arrive and there's nothing in the apartment, like you have to start buying the things. So in a pandemic, it's difficult because like stores are not open, IKEA was having like uh, uh, supply chain <laughs> management issues. Uh, yeah we're like we right here we didn't have anything and the next very next day uh, one of my very close friends from the Mi uh, Roberto uh, appeared at our door and drove us to Walmart and we spent like four hours in Walmart buying the, <laughs> mostly all the stuff that we need at least to survive for the first couple of weeks uh, so I really appreciate that uh, that's something that we also did with the first years now that they're arriving with my wife we helped a lot of them uh, with the first steps in order to to settle here in Charlottesville. Uh, And second, um, my wife came with a, a little health issue and in the beginning it was hard to adapt to a new medical system for us and uh, Whitney for example from admissions i'm going to drop her name as well uh, was super helpful uh, she took connie to the hospital and introduced like the the process in here and how to, to move around and she was patient and waited for connie in order to to uh, adapt to, to the healthcare system here so like Uh, The the thing this is a very close-knit community is actually true. Uh, I experienced it and cherish and value that a lot at that moment. So we try to uh, be the same with the upcoming students and give what we received uh, the last
0: year. So Jorge, similar experience I I trust for you. Uh, Probably had a suitcase and maybe a few other (laughs) things and got on a plane and welcome. You're in a brand new country. Uh, How did you navigate, you know, just getting settled? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, in, from my side, I don't live in, in Ivy, so I live in pub. It's a little bit different because you have four inches, you have bed, like you have a couch. So, so I didn't have that problem that one had. Uh, but from my side, like I have a similar experience regarding the the hospitality that I got from, this, this was particular from my second years. Uh, I arrived to pub like without knowing anyone. And like, suddenly I met these guys from Peru and I'm from Ecuador. And like both of them were super like nice with me. They showed me around, they, they, they were super supportive. They invited me to like have lunch, dinner. So again, like super friendly people. And I really love that thing about the community. Like you heard a lot about like, oh, this community is great. But like when you are feeling it, where you're living like, the, the, okay, this is a great community. It's like true. And, and indeed, like, I'm going to, like, th- those are the ones that host us in, in New York. And and I'm also visiting them in Atlanta, like, n- next month. So, like, again, the community that we have here, I think that's the the most valuable thing for me. Um, like, landing here in a new country, in a new, like, world, in a new life, it, it was great because of the support
0: of these people. So,
2: like, you're going to... When, when you are here, you are going to experience it, that, and, and trust me, that is amazing.
0: I appreciate uh, your you're sharing those stories. Uh, it's great to hear about the the community in action. And I I really do, ha- I can't imagine being in your, your shoes, to be honest with you. I mean, you just land in like a, another place, and of course, you've got this whole pandemic thing, and and you're getting ready to start business school. And it's just like all these things that are layered on top of each other. Like for some people, just starting business school is is nerve-wracking enough. And like, you just kind of have all these other things going on. So it's wonderful to hear um, how other students, members of the community, helped you nav- navigate uh, those, those first few weeks uh, and, and months. So let's talk about the second year. Um, one of the things that I picked up on as I've talked with students about their student experiences, maybe things don't slow down in the, in the second year. Uh, they're busy, maybe in different ways, but still very, very busy. Um, Juan, I wonder, has your, has your second year uh, been busy like what, what's taking up your time?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. We're trying to like compensate, I think uh, for the first year um, like um, there are too many or a lot of social events, so you have to pick up which ones you can attend. On my side, uh, we also have like the first uh, the first quarter many LSA events that we had to host and organize, and that was also uh, time consuming. Um, but then, yeah, we also still have classes, uh, cases, uh, projects and different deliverables. Perhaps you don't have so many exams at the end of the quarter, but during the quarter you have to work also on the academic part as well. And you continue, uh, want to grow the relationships with uh, different friends and networking here at Arlen. So uh, at least on my side, those, those are the things that are on my plate.
0: That's a, that's a lot. I, I will say, as as we do these interviews, sometimes when we get to the spring, um, we talk to second year students. We start to hear about a lot of golf. So I don't think you're in the <laughs> I don't think you're in the golf phase. No, yet. I couldn't take it.
1: No.
0: <laughs> I'm more of a tennis guy. All right, all right. Well, hopefully you're finding some some time for tennis. Uh, Jorge, how's your how's your second year?
2: <clears throat> yeah, from my side, I would say. Um, I'm into golf, so yeah, uh, I have been playing golf. And <laughs> um, now, now the weather like is a little bit colder, so yeah, I think that we are gonna wait for <laughs> like for a time to to keep playing. But now, super good, honestly. Like I'm enjoying a lot my my second year. Um, we're spending my time um, a lot of coffee chats regarding recruiting, <clears throat> specifically for my side, I'm going to Mastercard, so. A lot of people reaching out about MasterCard and when to know about my experience. So um I'm, I'm trying to to like get back all the th- good things that people provide me. So I'm I'm trying to to be, be as as helpful as possible. So what else? And also um involving LASA. so that's uh, some sometimes consuming, I would say, <laughs> yeah, but it's great. <laughs> Um, what else? Also, a lot of social activities. That's the thing that I'm loving about my second year. Is that we have the call calls, we have the TNDC, we have the uh, like several events. Uh, last week we had Thanksgiving, with, like people hosting us, so amazing. Uh, and that's what, what I love to do, like to get to know all the community, not just like uh, the the I would say the students, but also all the faculties. That's that's the thing that I love so. That's where I, where I am spending my time. And um, I was sick last weekend, but I was playing a lot of PS5. But that was just that weekend, so <laughs> not anymore.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about LASA. Uh, Juan, what is, what is LASA? Some of our listeners may be hearing uh, this the first time. LASA, what, it, what is this uh, organization?
1: So LASA is the <clears throat> Latin American Students Association. Uh, But uh, something I stress out a lot, and this year people finally I think understood, it's not only close to Latin American students. You don't have to be Latin American to join our club. It's open to everyone. And that's actually the idea to to bring like Latin American culture to the whole community and also uh, help our Latin American students interact with everyone and like sharpen and uh, create strength and bonds. Uh, with, with all the students in here. Um, LASA hosts different events throughout the, re- the year. Uh, we tend to celebrate Dia de los Muertos, which is uh, a very known uh, festival uh, at the end of uh, October, uh, beginning of November, uh, which we already have. We also host the first cold call. Uh, we do a huge barbecue uh, uh, at tarden uh, in the long, uh, what's the name? The, the long, yeah. yeah, the long, darn long. Uh, and next year, the, the the other big event we have is uh, Carnaval, uh, which is uh, end of February, beginning of March, which is uh, a little bit strange because it's usually in Latin American countries in a very warm weather, and here you have to host it with a very cold conditions. So we, we're still thinking and trying to figure out, rubbing our heads, uh, how to do it. Last year, the, the second years, uh, since uh, there were a couple of restrictions, they have. To delay the party, uh, the event, and the world was uh, a little bit uh, more friendly with us uh, at late March. But this year we went to to do it right on time, uh, according to, to our traditions. But yeah, and also in the academics, we, we try to reach out to, to different companies. I'm going to Dell, for example, and this year we had um, a, a webinar with uh, Dell uh, employees and alumni from Darden, uh, dedicated to, to the Latin American community and to the, the, the students that are members from, from our club.
2: I just, I just want to clarify something because like you get like, what, I guess, what is a cold call? Yeah because like for us it was like, oh, what is this? Coco can be two things. Coco is when you are in classes and like maybe you can be distracted and you get Coco. That's like when you, like the professor, you said, hey, like what is happening here? Like, like guide the class. Coco is also the, the, the when you you have to guide the, the, the case at the beginning of the class, that's when you get Coco. And the Coco could be also the thing that you, we have like this social event that we have every Thursday that is after classes and the idea is to bring all the community and it's a huge tradition that we have at Darren and the Coco every like single uh, club is hosting a different cocoa every week. So as Lhasa we host the first COCO on a Thursday from in it's from five to
0: eight. Yeah I appreciate that, that clarification. You're right. If you're outside of the Darden community, you, you may not know what a cold call is. And uh, for those of you who are listening and, and hearing, hearing that maybe for the first time, yes, you will sometimes be called upon uh, to participate. <laughs> Unbeknownst to you, you won't raise your hand or anything and just say, uh, Juan, uh, what's going on in the case here? What, 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 should, what should we be thinking about? Next thing you know, you're, you're on. So um, <laughs> that's, that's the way it goes uh, sometimes. Uh, and I think uh, Jorge made a note, just don't be, also don't be distracted in class, uh, if, <laughs> if, you, if you can, uh, so. Yeah, at least pretend
1: that you're following everything and <laughs> you're <not> getting <laughs> everything right.
0: For well sure. Jorge, um, what, what attracted you to serving on the Lhasa board? Uh, you're both leaders in the organization. How did you decide that this was something that you wanted to prioritize in your second year? Yeah.
2: Um, my first year, I was like, okay, like looking for some clubs. And okay, the, the first club that you feel like a lot of, of belonging is, of course, the Latin American class because like I'm from Latin America. So I was okay, you know, I want to be part of this club. And when you get to know the people are working in that club, it was like okay, this is a great club. Like they're doing great things. In indeed, like the the LASA club was the only one that was doing in person event last year. So uh, I get to know them. Uh, like I really feel that the thing about like introducing to the Latin American community to hold the, the whole community, and the thing that one said super well that. This is not a club just about Latin America, it's about like a club that is, the only thing that we want to do is like, okay, get to know our culture. And to say our culture is super diverse because you know, Latin America, we have like people from Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Chile, Argentina. So the, the, the club is super diverse itself because Latin America is super diverse. And that's the thing about, that we love about the club is that everyone is welcome and and like we, we can do ton of things. And it's in particular, what like drove me to to be a leader here it was like, I really wanted to 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 do this club a huge thing. I really wanted to to like introduce everyone to this amazing community that we have, and and I, I, I thought that it was a great way to to give back, uh, being part of this, and and I'm also so confident that I could do great things.
0: One same uh, reasoning for you as to how you decided that this is how you wanted to spend your time in your second year.
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. I in first years, as Jorge mentioned, we were liaisons for for second years and helped a lot with the events. Lasa was fortunately one of the few clubs, or at least was one of the few clubs that hosted events in person uh, due to the restrictions. It was really hard, and people, included us, uh, worked really hard to to host the events. And this year we wanted to like things uh, the way they were supposed to to be and amazing and and great. And we had, it it was super challenging, for example, the first cold call uh, hosting a barbecue for 450 people. Uh, It's uh, trust me, it's not easy. Uh, Super challenging, but like after the event was over and everything went super well uh, it's, I don't know you feel so grateful and like happy that everyone enjoyed and like everyone is saying uh, thank you for hosting it and this was amazing uh, I really enjoyed that that
0: feeling afterwards and
1: yeah it's part of uh, giving back to the community and not only that to to Latin American students as well
0: Just a little context for our listeners who may be um, just tap, tapping into some of these conversations about life at Darden during the pandemic. Uh, as uh, Juan and Jorge noted at the outset, uh, we presume normal operations at, at Darden. We're recording this in, in early December and, and that's the, the state of play right now. So students are, are back in person. If you go back in time though, um, and you talk about last year, Well, it's a different world. Uh, It's pre-widespread vaccination, and so a lot of restrictions at the university level around the number of people uh, who could be together socially also required six feet of social distance in the classroom spaces, which took the classroom capacity uh, from 65 or so in, in most of the section classrooms. Uh, to about 20 to 25 students. Mm-hmm. And right. so um, what Juan and Jorge are talking about are maybe some of the social restrictions that were in place regarding group size. And, you know, even if you got a group together, the way that you need to interact with each other, the expectations and uh, credit to Darden students. They did a tremendous job through a very tricky phase of the pandemic, pre-vaccine. Um, we were able to continue to offer in-person learning experiences the entire academic year, which not every business school can say. So, um, you know, all, all credit to the to current students in the, in the Darden community for, for making that happen. So, um, all right, with that, that history out of the way, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit more about what you're looking forward to in the, in the months ahead. So, uh, Juan, you did a great job talking about some of the things that are on LASA's calendar. I wonder personally for you, what are you excited about? You've got a couple more uh, quarters to go uh, before graduation here.
1: Yeah, I mean, in general, we have plenty of events uh, as students, uh, involving Lhasa, we have like, I think it's the biggest one, uh, it's Carnival uh, Festival, uh, we're still uh, figuring out the location, uh, how to host it. And also, uh, we have planned uh, one or two more barbecues for, for everyone. Uh, we also have to define the dates. Uh, it's a little bit tricky uh, with the cold weather uh, to do a barbecue outside. But, but yeah, but uh, again, that. We hope the, the, the recruiting season uh, uh, will be uh, like almost done in the uh, second semester and students will have more free time. Uh, we'll be able to to host those three events successfully. Um, we already did uh, the first cold call. We participated with the soccer club uh, in the Darden Soccer Cup. Uh, and it was also a, a huge success. And yes, looking forward to organizing those, those couple of events that are
0: depending on our side, Jorge, anything you're personally looking forward to in the, in the Jorge, months ahead? Yeah,
2: <clears throat> we have, indeed we have a, a trip plan um, that is the darn worldwide course. Uh, so we are looking forward to it. Uh, I hope that the pandemic is not so hard in that time so we can travel. Uh, particularly, most of us are like finger crossed <laughs> that this is happening. Uh, we are traveling to Iceland so, like, super excited about that. Um, I also have a wedding from a Lasa guy in Guatemala. So, like, super excited about that, too. <laughs> Never been. So, first time in Guatemala. Um, what else? Yeah, in particular, we have, like, tons of events and social events. So, like, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, Indeed, this weekend, we have the ball that is, like, a, a thing that, the whole darling community is participating um and yeah like tons of events my my father are coming in town so also super excited about that and i hope that we can do all the things
0: i hope that iceland trip works out we actually on the executive mba side just had a couple groups of students travel to europe as part of a global residency. So we had a group that went to Germany, a group that went to Finland and Estonia. That was all one trip. And uh, obviously, some, some new virus news has greeted us here um, over the past week. But hopefully, the world will stay open so that y'all can go to Iceland. I think y'all are traveling with Ron Wilcox. Is that right, um, yep. Darden faculty member? Yep, great. Have any of you been, been to Iceland before? Never,
1: first time will
0: <laughs> okay. It, I, little did I, it's become quite a in vogue travel destination over the, I guess people, like lots of incredible photos to, to be taken there uh, with, the, uh, with the, the steam baths and all the kinds of things that people can do. Incredible outdoor um, outings too. What will what y'all be looking at if, if you do go on that trip?
1: Um, we didn't do so much research. Yeah. I think <laughs> Jorge is on the side and he doesn't yeah. like spoilers. I don't like uh, spoilers, but, so uh, I, I, I don't. I don't want to even see like
2: videos. Like someone sent me a video, and I'm like, I know it's spoilers. No, no, no. Uh,
1: but we did. Uh, we did uh, have. Uh, we took our flight reservations, and we have like a couple of days uh, earlier prior to like the Darden trip in order to do some some stuff. For ourselves, uh, explore a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'll try to to tackle the, the the most known things. But we have to to design it. So we didn't organize anything. We have the the Christmas holiday break to to think of that. <laughs> I think yeah.
0: I love this idea that Jorge has. Like, I don't want to know what what we're doing. I, I want it all to be revealed. Like, like,
1: yeah, the thing is, someone has to plan for. Like, in order for you like to, to be able to do something, yeah, you have I, to take a look. But I'll, I'll sacrifice myself. I'll, I'll watch the videos and uh, help him so he hasn't spoiled.
2: I know life. that I have the support of my friends. So, yeah, right?
0: no spoilers. <laughs> I, I wonder if this is just an elaborate way of getting out of plan. Um, Just gonna gonna throw that out there.
1: Magiavelli plan, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Jorge, let me come to you with our our last question. We typically will ask guests the same last question here on the podcast. Do you have a piece of advice, a tip you would you would share with our prospective student listeners?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that we discuss about this, but again, I think it's very important to prioritize. That's my biggest advice. you're gonna to have tons of things to do, social things, like professional things, uh, curricular things. So you need to prioritize like what to do. Sometimes you're gonna have a barbecue and at the same time you can have like a, an, uh, another social event and, and maybe you are gonna have a recruiting event and you need to like prioritize, okay, what is the thing that I really want to do now? And what is the thing that's gonna be like good for me? And sometimes it's gonna be the recruiting thing because you, like, of course you need to get a job, Like you need to do that and uh sometimes it's gonna be okay i need to maybe i need to challenge myself and go to this specific event that i don't want to go but maybe it's gonna be good for me because i'm gonna have like a super good thing and 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 it's gonna like keep me growing as a person and as professional so i would say prioritize and like be open to challenge yourself every time uh don't like get like in, don't, don't stay in your comfort zone and don't stay like doing the thing just the thing that you want to. I learned, like we talk about this, I learned to play golf here. So that's like anything that like, please time yourself. That's the most important thing that you need to do at Darn.
0: All right, Juan, you get the final word here. What's a, what's a piece of advice that you would share with our prospective student <laughs> listeners?
1: Yeah, I got a warm call because I already knew what what you were going to (laughs) ask. Thanks to Jorge. Jorge got the the call call first. Um, I think that the most helpful piece of advice is uh, seize the time you have in here. For me, it went by super fast. Uh, I I would have loved to do many more things, uh, but I also cherish all the things that I was able to do. So uh, time flies and just like stop for a moment and realize what you're like you're surrounded by amazing people from all over the world with amazing professors and you're doing tons of new things and these two years are going to be one of the best two years of your life so enjoy them and uh make the most out of them It, it goes by really fast well
0: juan jorge Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure. I hope you both have very happy holidays and enjoy your time with your families. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Red. Same
2: for you. Same for you, yeah.
0: And that was my conversation with Juan Mateo and Jorge Laborde, two second-year students in our full-time MBA class of 2022. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, We're all ears. We can be reached at darden, that's d a r d e n, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.